This is Top Floor, episode 21. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 21. Welcome to Top Floor with Susan Berry. This weekly podcast ride up to the top floor features tangible tips and excellent stories from the experts and characters who elevate hospitality. And now your host and elevator operator, Susan Berry. Welcome to the show. Danielle Schneider had helped out here and there at her family's Dairy Queen, but she realized she needed a real job the summer before her senior year of college. After being hired in housekeeping at a nearby Marriott, Danielle considered quitting. But when she overheard a couple of guys at the front desk saying that she was too prissy for the job, she dug in her heels and kept going. This tenacity has continued to play out in Danielle's career, whether she was working in a different city from her husband traveling the entire East Coast as the regional manager for 500 blockbuster video stores, or ducking out of after-work drinks with her team, in part because she wasn't old enough to go to the bar. Today, Danielle is Head of Business Development and Partnerships at Pathfinder Hospitality, the recipient of HSMAI's 2021 Hospitality Recovery Hero Award, Danielle is leading Pathfinder through an expansion into new asset classes that can benefit from an above and beyond approach to hospitality. Today, we are going to talk about how to accelerate growth by diversifying the types of projects a company undertakes. But before we jump in, we need to answer the call button. The emergency call button is our hotline for hospitality professionals with burning marketing questions. If you would like to submit a question, give me a call at 850-404-9630. Today's question was submitted by Juan. And Juan asks, what are some things I can do to encourage my line staff to market themselves for leadership positions and advancement? Danielle, I know you have a lot of experience with this. What do you think about Juan's question? Uh, I think it's an awesome question. You know, one thing that we do already in Pathfinder and I've done in my career prior is we have a hypo group, and that is all high potential line level associates that are interested in moving to the next level. They may not be interested in just moving to the next level, but learning more about the hospitality industry and learning more about um, themselves, whether they continue to stay with us or go on to better themselves with someone else as well. So I think that one of the biggest things that you can do to encourage your team and line level for participation in growth is starting some type of hypo program. Ours in particular is called Parade, but we put a fun twist to it and it can be anything that you want your title to be. Let them name it. Let them come up with the idea of 
naming. And you can possibly get a lot of great candidates and they meet once a month. And once a month, they talk about different leadership skills and they actually put them into action. So it's really fun to watch the growth of these line level associates and the energy is just tremendous. They love to share the ideas and just the empowerment alone is, it goes so far. I love the name Parade too. I think what I would add to your excellent idea is for one to remind people that you don't have to have 100% of the skills for the job you're applying for to get there. As long as you can demonstrate that you're a fast learner and a hard worker, throw your name in the hat. Even if you're not ready yet, that will alert the hiring folks that are making those decisions that you're interested and they may throw some developmental opportunities your way. What do you think? 100% absolutely. That desire and that passion and the drive that those hourly associates show, you can teach them anything. You know, I can teach you how to do payroll. I can teach you how to check someone in and check someone out. But that hospitality heart, I can teach you everything else. But as long as you have that, everything else you can learn. That makes total sense. I mentioned in the introduction that you got your start in housekeeping at a Marriott property, but I left out the fact that soon after that, you were one of only two candidates selected for a Marriott internship. Once your internship was finished, you became the general manager of a hotel before you were even old enough to drink. What are some of the things that you did differently than a more experienced GM would have? Well, Susan, first, I think that I really got to know my team. I learned what was important to them, what their passions were, what they wanted to be when they grew up, and what made them excited about being at work every day. You know, um, I realized that there's so many things that our team members wanted to learn where I feel like my peers were really keeping all that close to the vest. I really wanted to give them the opportunity to learn what I knew. And if it could help them at their job currently or later in life, I wanted to be able to help and wanted to give that to them. And let's face it, it kind of helped me too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Did you ever feel like you had to fake it till you made it? I mean, yeah, sure at times, but I think that also everything happens for a reason. And as long as one can reflect on those reasons, it makes a learning opportunity for life. Would you hire a 20-year-old general manager at one of your hotels now? 100% yes. <laughs> it's not about the age of someone or the experience even. It's about their passion and their drive and really their ability to put the work in to learn. Excellent. You took a detour as regional manager for about 500 Blockbuster video stores from locations in Maine, I think all the way down to Florida. How did your hospitality training help you in that job? Um, I think the biggest thing was the leadership piece. Whether it was hotels, a video store, or really anything else, you know, it's all about the leadership. It's how you inspire people. It's how you make them feel. I think that I was fortunate enough to start off my career with Marriott. 
And I feel that no matter what company I work for, I'll always remember what Mr. Marriott said to me. He said, you know what, if you take care of each other, meaning your team, if you take care of your team, they'll take better care of your guests. And in turn, the profit will be there. I didn't know that much about movies when I took a role with Blockbuster. I didn't even watch them very often, to tell you the truth. (laughs) But I think as I reflect and look back, it's really, truly all about inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves. Were there any lessons from the Blockbuster job, which I guess you could categorize as retail, that impacted you or impacted how you approached hotels when you came back to hospitality? Yeah. One big one in particular. Do you remember ever going to a Blockbuster on a Friday night? Absolutely. Every Friday night. I remember it on the other end. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, the stores were packed. There were lines outside the door, you know, and we took this as a real big opportunity to be able to create an experience for everyone that came in that store. So the stores were packed, yes, but so we popped popcorn, the movies were on loud, people were having fun. Um, People wanted those, grab those last new releases to go home and watch them with friends and family. We had two minutes to really impact their life. And that's an experience that they don't forget, you remembered your Blockbuster Friday nights, you know? I was going to say, I must have... My Blockbuster must have been one of your stores because I remember the first thing I thought of when you said, do you remember going to Blockbuster is popcorn. Yeah. It's the snack pack. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's creating those experiences that really I took from that part of my life back into the hotel business because you know what? You create that same experience in the hotel, just a longer time. You know, you have a longer time to do so. Um, It's more than just someone checking in or checking out of a hotel. It's creating that experience while they're there. Gotcha. At Blockbuster and in many of your hotel company positions, you've had to travel a lot throughout your career. Mm -hmm. How have your feelings about business travel changed over the years and especially recently during COVID-19 during the pandemic? I mean, I don't think it's really changed for me personally. I've always enjoyed traveling and meeting new people. We just now have to do it safely. I feel blessed every time I am able to get in a car and drive to a hotel or get in on a plane and, you know, meet new people or impact people's lives on a daily basis. Do you think the changes or the things that we have to do differently are permanent or do you expect that things are going to sort of flip back to the way they used to be? Maybe a year ago, I thought maybe it would have been a little bit more permanent, but no. I think we're beginning to see, I mean, at least in our hotels, we're beginning to see a lot more corporate travel and a lot more business travelers back. And um, I think people are really beginning to realize just how valuable those in-person interactions are whether it's, you know, training or interviewing. Well, now we know so much more about how to do it safely that, you know, I can definitely feel people less afraid and more excited about traveling again, which is 
excellent news. Sure. Your company, Pathfinder Hospitality, recently rebranded itself and is embarking on a new phase. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. As we begin to grow into other asset classes, we thought it was a perfect time to emphasize us as a true hospitality company. You know, our name was Pathfinder Development. And so even though we developed all of our hotels, that hospitality piece was missing. So even though it was still there, it just wasn't in our name. And so we thought this was a perfect time to rebrand as we start to grow and really use that hospitality into the name because we can bring that hospitality to every asset class we're going into, you know, but it's even more than just the hospitality piece. It's about creating value to each asset we manage. So how did you and I assume the company's owners and other leaders decide that it was time to diversify the assets that you develop? I guess, why is diversification especially important right now? Yeah, I think in 2009, we thought about it with the financial crisis, having all hotels, all your eggs in the same basket. But I think that over the last several years, it became more obvious to us and more apparent. We even spoke about it as recent as a couple months before the pandemic, you know, so it was still a thought out there. But I think it's our people, you know, it's our people, it's our team. And we're very transparent and autonomous company. And um, we have an incredible team that has very diverse backgrounds and immense talent. (laughs) And um, they were all yearning for growth. And we were developing a hotel every three or four years. And we thought that, hey, this is a great time to not only diversify into other asset classes so we're not stuck with just all hotels, So we have eggs in other baskets as well, but it's also a great opportunity for growth for our our team members that have a lot of talents that can help us. That's a nice way to look at it. What are some of the synergies that you see between hotels, multifamily apartment type buildings, senior living, all of those different types of assets that you're looking to expand into? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of synergies, you know, I mean, you can talk about from a labor standpoint, you know, from a maintenance, housekeeping, but I think the biggest one out there is the hospitality piece. Having a team of people from every level of the organization that has that hospitality heart who really wants to create those amazing experiences for people, no matter what, it doesn't matter if it's a hotel, an apartment, a senior living, an Airbnb that creating that experience and that true desire to do so is a synergy in itself. So I talked about your tenacity a little bit at the beginning of the show when a couple of guys at your first hotel were betting against you lasting in housekeeping. You received the HSMAI Hotel Recovery Hero Award. What role do you think that tenacity played in your ability to sort of stay focused and keep moving forward during an extremely challenging time? Well, I mean, I think it was extremely challenging for all of us, but I chose to look at it a little bit different. And I was quite frankly sick of hearing a lot of what we can't do and hearing no, 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 no all the time. And I wanted our hotels to be a place where not only our guests, but our employees felt like we cared. 
And um, we are in the hospitality industry. So, um, you know, we can still create those experiences for our guests and our employees, but we had to find a way to do it safely. And, you know, I gathered the team around. We had a playstorm session, which is a brainstorming session on steroids. And we just playstormed all different ideas that could do that could impact our guests and our team. And we came up with things like enhancing our outdoor areas with things like outdoor games and um, early morning safely distance yoga for our guests. We hired a life coach for our employees so that, you know, everyone was going through something different and we wanted to make sure we took care of them. We just tried to keep everyone positive and really make our hotels a place people wanted to come. I love all of those ideas, but I really have to go back to play storming. Can you give an example of what that is? Sure. It is truly a brainstorm on steroids. It is any idea is not a bad idea. Throw anything out there. And, you know, you have some of these outrageous ideas, but you can always narrow them down to something that's real. You know, you can come up with something that's real from that. All of these came from a playstorm session. So, wow, that's interesting. A lot of creative people. So we are committed to making sure that we offer up a few very specific tips when our listeners come away from a top floor episode so that they can try new things in their businesses and in their lives. If someone is interested in expanding into a new area, whether that's in a big way, like how Pathfinder Hospitality is right now, or in a small way, like, you know, I don't know, changing up the way that they save for retirement or something like that. How do you recommend evaluating new ideas and new opportunities? Um, I would first say try and take the emotion out of it and then create a plan and then make a commitment and stay true to your purpose and your core values. Stay true to yourself. So as a highly emotional person, I would like to ask for some specific tips on how to take emotion out of anything because I am not a great success at that. (laughs) Well, I mean, you can ask somebody for help, right? Okay. That's a good idea. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) It depends on if they are going to make me emotional by helping me. Our industry continues to face a labor shortage. It started long before March of 2020. What are some ways that you think hotel companies can do a better job of retaining employees? One, I think, you know, we talked at the top about um, creating some type of high potential program. Ours is called Parade. And it creates that engagement and that desire to learn. And that is one big way that we've done it is keep that alive, you know? And second, I think we all learn the golden rule in kindergarten, treat people like you want to be treated. However, in Pathfinder, we have the platinum rule. And the platinum rule is treat people like they could never imagined it can be done. So really making that a part of your culture is really fun because a lot of people try to outdo each other. And we have an internal Facebook, for example, internal social media platform called Beekeeper. Mm -hmm. 
where people can post from hotel to hotel, since they're all in different cities or a different asset to different, they can post everything that they've done and, sh and share their platinum service ideas. So they try to kind of outdo each other, but platinum service is our culture and that's what we thrive on. And people also have a huge desire to learn, you know, inspire and support them and their individual and development and learning journeys, you know, doing that is incredible. I mean, they have so much knowledge to share, but they also want to learn so much. So the more you can support them in their personal journey, whether they end up staying with you or going somewhere else, you've impacted their lives. And then I think last is stay true to your mission and your vision and your guiding principles. Excellent. What made your company yeah. the way it is. Yeah. And I was just going to say, even if you know, you're know you working on the development of somebody that is on your team, they leave you. This business is filled with boomerangs and they will definitely... There is a high likelihood that they'll come back or you, you'll cross paths again. So I, I love that suggestion. In your career, I know that you've led really large teams of people. What is a piece of leadership advice for our current climate? Well, years ago, I um, I think it was it's called Chart House, and they teach fish philosophies. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I love but, that book. Yeah, so we use it as a a culture training for every employee that starts with us. So every single associate goes through fish training, and I think fish philosophy sums it up best. I mean, every single day you have an opportunity to make someone's day. Take advantage of it. Every day you have a choice to choose your attitude. Only you can choose that attitude. And every day you have a choice to be there for someone. So be there for someone that is in need. Recognize that moment and do it. And then, you know, last but not least, put the fun in the day. Put play in the day. It's it's fun more fun to come to work when it's fun. <laughs> you know? Couldn't agree more. I had a boss who used to say, like when we were opening hotels and it's so hard and you're working so many hours. And he would be like, Hey, look, guys, uh, we're not curing cancer here. We're selling bagels. Yeah. So <laughs> let's try to put a smile on our face and have a little bit of fun. <laughs> put things in perspective. Okay, Danielle, it's time for you to look into the future and tell me what is next for you and what is next for Pathfinder Hospitality. Well, for me, I feel like I've been very lucky so far in life and blessed. And for me, it's to keep learning. I learn every single day from many, many people. And at the end of every day, I try to reflect back on what I've learned from the day. And um, I want to keep doing that because I've learned so much, more so than any education out there. And then also for me, I want to just keep inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves. And for Pathfinder, our goal is to grow to 30 to 50 assets over the next three years and add 200 to 500 more jobs. So those are our goals. Wow. That's an exciting goal and a huge undertaking. But I have no doubt that if there is someone here who could do it, it's you. All right, folks, before we tell Danielle goodbye, we are going to head down to the loading dock. 
Going down. The loading dock is where all of the best stories get told. Danielle, what is a story you would only tell me on the loading dock? Well, I think it would only be relevant since at the top of the podcast, you decided to tell people about my too prissiness to stay <laughs> in the business. Um, and so, but that same, very same day, um, when I overheard those desk clerks speaking, I went back to my cleaning rooms and I was very kind of sad thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Now, now I'm mad. They're betting on me and what am I going to do? And, you know, I'm trying to follow the checklist of cleaning in a proper order and making sure that I hit every single nook and cranny because I know how those room inspectors can be. And I didn't want to go back to the room and I decided I'm going to look through this Bible. You know, I picked up the nightstand, cleaning it, opened the Bible, a hundred dollar bill dropped out. What? There, was, there was a note on it. It says, if you open this Bible, keep the hundred dollars. Here's your tip. Oh my it gosh. Twice in the same day. No, ma'am. Yes. $200 bills. And yes. what, did the second one have a note written on it? Yes, they both did. So here's what I want to know. I wonder if it was the same guest who like came back and stayed another time and did it in another room. Like what if this is the person that they just, everywhere they stay, they drop a hundred bucks. And if so, if you're listening, I would like to hear from you. Please call our hotline. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'm going to be flipping through the Bible at every hotel I stay at from now on. I think I still do it. (laughs) (laughs) Danielle Schneider, thank you so much for being here. It was a true pleasure to talk to you. And I really appreciate you riding up to the top floor. Thanks so much, Susan. This episode is sponsored in part by She Has a Deal. She Has a Deal offers inspiration and education to achieve the goal of increasing the number of women hotel owners and developers. With pitch competitions for both early career and experienced women, programs channel the power of collaboration and mentorship by connecting experts and newbies, experienced investors, and hotel operations leaders. Learn more at shehasadeal.com. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 21. Top Floor is produced by John Albano, who also composed and performed our elevated elevator music with vocals by Cameron Albano. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues after you leave us a five-star review. You can subscribe to Top Floor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Thanks for listening to the Top Floor Podcast at www.topfloorpodcast.com. Have a hospitality marketing question? Reach us at 850-404-9630 to be featured in a future episode. 